sometimes we get to a point in our lives where we might feel a little sluggish, like we're dragging, maybe stuttering through life like a car on empty. That's why it's important to always have a full tank. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> so I want to welcome you to what you might say is it looks pretty much the same. Um, if you're watching on video, it's going to sound a lot the same, but we're really um, 100% Richard is that's me. And uh, we're going to turn our focus to a subject called living life, loving Jesus. Um, we're going to talk about stuff that is not only on my mind, but that it's focused on that. You know, every day we, 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 we struggle through things. Every day as humans, we have problems, whether we're believers or not. And I believe that there's a biblical way to get through a lot of stuff in our lives. And I think that's that's the direction that we're headed. And I want to thank you for joining me. Um, and if you're joining me for the first time, make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the stuff required so that you know when my next video is coming up. Or if you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or Pandora, or whatever podcast you're listening to me on, uh, make sure to turn on your notifications so that you know when my next show comes up. Normally, it's going to come up every Friday, but today is a special day. It's a premiere. I've been off for the past four weeks, taking some time off, revamping some things, and uh, I hope I hope you like what's what's going to happen, and uh, I hope you like the direction that we're headed. Um, I've been praying and going through some stuff and making sure that I just want to do what I believe that God is telling me to do, and uh, so this is what we're going to do. And <laughs> so get ready to maybe laugh a little, learn a little, and enjoy um, um, checking out what, what it is 100% Richard is doing now. And by the way, um, if you look down in the links below, there's a new link. I got merch available. So make sure to check that out. It's through a company called Redbubble. Um, it is my designs. I designed everything on there. So go through. That helps me stay up to date, which, by the way, there's a new board out that I really, really get to get. So I got to sell a lot of T-shirts. So help me out by buying a T-shirt or maybe even a clock. Not, not that one. That one. So <laughs> that clock is available. I don't know if you can zoom in or not. But <laughs> if, if you're listening to this right now, there's a really cool clock behind me. <laughs> So this is so this so I just want to thank you again for joining me and being a part of 100% Richard for the past couple of years, 100 plus episodes and moving forward. So um, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's just dive right into it. So how would you describe your life as a Christian? Would you describe it as growing, disappointment, uh, fulfilled, freeing, stuck, up and down, defeating, struggling, or maybe it's joyful? You got everything. Everything's just fine. And, and why would I have a Christian life that's disappointing? Why would I be disappointed in my Christian life? Well, because sometimes, you know, we, 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 we run around and we struggle and we don't want to tell anybody that we struggle. So we have to learn to actually t communicate and talk to other believers. That's one of the reasons why we go to church is simply because we have to have an understanding that a community is great. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to say, hey, I need prayer. I need, I need these things. I need something else in my life that's going to help 
get me going. And, and these are all emotional things that every believer goes through. We will always, just like every human on the earth, have an emotional roller coaster of a life. We're always going to struggle in some way, shape, or form. So um, e- e- even though we're believers, and unfortunately, that is the way. That is, like, like the man who looked, this is the way. <laughs> but God has a plan to keep us from diving headfirst into depression and sickness and struggle. Does this mean that we won't have these issues or, or have these thoughts in our life? No. But we will be able to handle life better when we grasp that we have Holy Spirit as a trainer of life and as a director for direction and a comfort for comforting. That, that makes total sense to me. A director for direction. We need him to help direct and guide us and move us forward in all things according to what the Bible says. And to comfort us when we're in a time of need. That's what helps keep us out of, of living in a struggled Christian life. Christian life is not easy. It's not It's not. Extra, you're, you're not. We're, we're we're special, of course, because we have Christ in us. But it doesn't keep us from having the to deal with the things of the world every day, because we have to live in this world, even though we're not of this world. We have to function within it. So He is ever present. Holy Spirit is ever present in every believer's life. He arrived on the scene when you received and accepted Jesus in your life. So if you're a non-believer, you might want to go that route. <laughs> then how come we still have these things? and thoughts in our lives? Well, you might not like my answer because that's a question that some people ask. But here we go anyway. You ready? And I'm going to answer this with a question. Are we living a Christian-centered, Christ-centered life? Is Jesus our focus? If you're running around doing and living the same way you did before you met Jesus, clinging to your past, we might not be living a Jesus lifestyle. If you have forgotten to read your Bible for the past 20 years, you not might you might, <laughs> I sound like that comedian. You might not be living a Jesus lifestyle. If you grew up in a Christian home and have become rebellious, you might not be living a Christian lifestyle. When we take a sidetrack to living for Jesus, we let we let our tank go low. So the secret is actually pretty simple. Keep a full tank. You know when your car is running low on gas, you need to fill it up or you're not going anywhere. That's just the way it is. If you're if you're driving around and you're, you're like, well, what's wrong with my car? Sometimes it's the simplest thing. You just need to put some gas in the thing to get yourself going to the next level. The same thing is true when you're living life loving Jesus. We need to keep our tank full by consistently seeking Jesus and making him the center of our life. And on top of this, we have an opportunity to get even deeper with him through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Living life with a full tank means I am totally, fully committed to Jesus, meaning he is first in everything in my life. This is one of those things that we have to learn as believers is, yeah, we have grace, but that doesn't mean that we are, could be running around sinning. A lot of people take that for granted. They're like, oh, well, I can just do whatever I want. I got the blood of Jesus. I received him as my savior. But if you're still running around doing stupid things, I'm being honest, if you're going to run around just doing stupid things and rely on God's grace, it, it would actually make me question your prayer. So <laughs> the day that you said Jesus come into my life, it, it would actually make me question, well, was that a real prayer? Was that something that I actually, I took words from the Bible in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that said, I, I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart 
that Jesus is Lord and I shall be saved. And I took that, that, that prayer that's right there in the Bible and I wrapped it around my heart. It would make me wonder, did I really wrap it around my heart if, if I'm relying on grace like that? <clears throat> just to be just to be perfectly honest, kind of straightforward there. See, Jesus died on the cross for a purpose. He shed his blood. A lot of people don't, don't talk. And what did he shed his blood for? To cover our sins. That's what he did that for. So when we receive him, we now should live a, sinful, a sinless life. We should now go, okay, God, I want to do what you want me to do. I've accepted you as my Lord, as my master, as my savior, the person that takes me to the next level, that takes me to the next place, that takes me into heaven. And I should be able to go, hey, I want everything that's available to me. So back when, in, in, when, when he died on the cross, he rose again on the third day. And that's actually where the power lies. The power lies in that resurrection. That resurrection power is what we get to walk with today is because he said, I am no longer dead. I am sitting at the right hand of God, and I am sending the Holy Spirit to guide and direct and comfort you throughout your day and throughout your issues and throughout your problems so that you have somebody to cling to in this life. We have to be able to walk around and say, God is so awesome that he sent a helper to get me through stuff. So when, Je when Jesus ascended and left the disciples to spread the gospel, he told them, very specifically, he told them to wait in the upper room for the Holy Spirit. And he, the Holy Spirit, would give them power to witness. Now, I'm going to read some Bible. Here it comes. I do this every time. So I'm going to read some Bible here. Here it comes. So here's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is the New King James Version. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Now, I'm going to put this in the Amplified Bible. Why? <laughs> because it's amplified. <laughs> but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. So let's take a look at this statement. This statement is directly from Jesus. You shall receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to tell people about me. So here's this one verse. We have a picture of Jesus. He's getting ready to take off and he's giving instructions to the disciples. That even though you have walked with me and learned from me, you will need this extra thing in order to be bold enough to truly talk about me to the world that is set before you. Holy Spirit is not the power in itself, but the source of the power that we access by him being upon us. Hmm, interesting. So the disciples have to go to the upper room and they go up there and they wait. There's 120, there's the original 11 because Judas offed himself. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know, he went and did that thing with 30 pieces of silver and, you know, well, you know, they, they threw dice and did whatever to add another disciple, but it, it wasn't God called disciples. So there were the 11 of them and the hundred and, and the rest of them showed up in the upper room. So there's a group of, when you go in and read all this, there's 120 folks sitting in the upper room and they're waiting for something to happen. <laughs> it's kind of reminds me of the Incredibles. What are you doing? I'm waiting for something crazy to happen or whatever that kid says. <laughs> So the disciples, and this is this is the key here, is the disciples have already known Jesus. They've walked with him for three years. They accepted him as their Lord and Savior. They didn't have to get saved. They were already saved. They already knew what was going on. They already knew that Jesus was the guy, right? 
And he's saying, but Jesus is saying to wait for the power source to arrive before you go out. How many of us, before we go out every day, consult with God? We have to actually take the opportunity to access the same power and ability so that we can actually go out and do the thing that God calls us to do. We have to say, okay, God, every morning, I'm going to go out and live a Christian lifestyle. I'm going to put my past aside. If I have a past, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to go forward with the thing that you have planned for me. How do I know what God has planned for me? Well, I have to read my Bible. I have to understand what he has going on in my in, for me in my life. I have to be able to say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to kneel with you. I'm going to do these things with you, God, because he's the one that guides you and directs you. So when we have taken the opportunity to access this same power and ability, along with living a Christ-centered life, we now have the full tank with the additive that makes our engine run better. So now we have this, we should be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go. I'm ready to go. And when our engine is running better, we can go faster and we can go longer. We will experience joy. We will better battle emotional baggage. We will experience freedom. Dreams will start to unfold and become fulfilled. We will have a growth spurt in our Christianity. Our struggles will become less because we will because we will deal with them from a higher level. Praying in a way that no one else understands because we are communicating directly with God. In other words, we become closer to God through the Holy Spirit. So imagine for a minute having the endurance to fulfill all the things you are capable of. An endurance that is caused by spiritual means, words of wisdom for your friends, knowledge beyond understanding to help others, prophetically speaking into people at your workplace, discerning the forces around you to help you guide and direct others and yourself, having faith without doubt, reaching out and healing the sick and broken, seeing and being a part of the miraculous things that only God can do through you. These are the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives you. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Go check those out. And, and this is living with a full tank. No matter our struggle, we have a God that goes before us and takes up our rear guard. We can be more than the world says we are because we are empowered by Holy Spirit, relying completely on God and living a Christ-centered life. That is how you keep a full tank of gas. That's how you keep your motor running. That's how you keep your belief at its highest level. That's how you keep your faith strong without doubt. That's how you move forward with life is having this understanding that when I start to sputter out and I'm just like, I don't know if, if, if I can do this. And then you start to wonder and you start to, to gripe and complain and do all these kinds of things. But the reality is, is that when, when we say, I wake up every day, I'm a believer, I'm going to live life and I'm going to love Jesus and I'm going to go through some things today, but I know that God's got my back and I know that God's got my front and I know that I can move through all the stuff that's going on in this world, that's going on and causing damage and destruction and all these things, but I have a power inside of me. I have the Holy Spirit. I have Jesus Christ. I have God. I have the Trinity flowing through my veins and I can run and I can jump and I can do the things that God requires me to do in order to move forward with him and continue to have a Christ-centered life. And that is the secret is constantly doing the things that God asks for you to do. Constantly doing what this word says you can do. 
constantly telling yourself what the word says about you so that you can move forward in the things that God has for you. Right on, right on.